Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? That's going pretty good. We've Loud, been... Louder with Thurston. <laughs> We've been hanging out with the people in our live group who join via joingml.com, and you will never buy that from us, Ben, unless you want to. That's <laughs> okay. Send this. I'll take the contract. If he doesn't want it, that's if fine. Jeremy sends a contract. <laughs> might look at the contract. We'll take talk it. about it. Yeah. And we'll talk about On it. our huge we, show. We glanced at it. Yeah. You know, hey, we're, we're not going to get into the uh, Crowder versus Daily Wire thing uh, with y'all. That's something we wanted to talk to the people in our live group privately. All right. And so that is what they got by going to joingmail.com and paying as little as $6. But some people are real libertarians out there. And for they, life, they put their money where our mouths are every mm-hmm. single day of the week when we want to. Yep, right here on Join Gmail. There's it allows Nate to get his ramen exactly <laughs> just enough to buy some ramen just to keep going. But I'm taking three vacations in the next like four months. Yeah, basically the most stressful point of my life I've been in in a long time because we also have this dog, Libby, as we call her. So sweet. Yeah, Lady Liberty. Libby for short. And uh, if you guys want to adopt a very nice German Shepherd, uh, hit me up, Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. She's fairly healthy. She's very sweet. She just barked for the first time this morning. We've had her for a week. First time. Last night when some ambulances went by, she started howling, which I've never heard a German Shepherd do, actually. Mm. I've had those my entire life. It was kind of funny. She was channeling her inner wolf. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. Never had a dog that did that before. My great Dane howls when I sing. And I don't know if that's because he like he's joining me in singing or it's so horrible. I think it's he's in trying, protest. He's yeah. trying to drown me out. Yeah, it's in protest. <laughs> he's like, no, nah, I'm better than you. Listen to this. Yeah, listen Check to this. this out. Check this out. <laughs> and then the our boxer will try to howl, but he can't. The poor no. thing. Uh, you he, know. He raises his head up like this, but he goes. With yeah, his mouth you know, boxers are dumb as a box of rocks. So he's actually a lot smarter than the Great Dane. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, top story. We got a few <laughs> stories here. Leading a our nice political, fine political program is going to be the Alec ba- Alec Barron and what's going on with him. And then we've got a, we hit our debt ceiling. It's that time of year again. Actually, this happens every few years. I don't know how often it is, but. We're going to make a big deal about it, and then nothing's going to change. And we've also we've said that we're going to talk about this reparations thing from San Francisco. It's it's easily working its way in the dumb bleep of the week, but I wanted to talk about it sometime when we have more, more time and not 18 other things mm. to talk about. Uh, so, Charlie, the lead story right now, top of the stack. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> you don't get that Team America reference, then. You know, you're too young. You're not. You're not living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Durka Durka. Alec Baldwin has been charged with involuntary manslaughter over that shooting with that pew pew on the set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Prosecutors have charged actor Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter in connection with the shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. I think Helena is what they say. Oh, Helena. Yeah. I'm so good with names. <laughs> 
H-H, double H as we called her. Called her. Hannah Gutierrez Reed, who was the armorer on the film, sat uh, set where Hutchins was fatally shot, will be charged with inv- involuntary manslaughter as well. New Mexico criminal law classifies involuntary manslaughter as a fourth-degree felony carrying a maximum sentence of 18 months in prison. First director of the film, David Halls, agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon, according to the um, the office, Carmack Atwell's office. The charges come after the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office turned over a 500-page report on its investigation over the prose- to the prosecutors in October. The report contains redactions, but the investigation found that Baldwin fired a gun with live ammunition. The report also paints a chaotic picture of what happened the day of the shooting, as well as documents repeated problems. Uh, yeah, documents repeated problems with firearms on the set. A report signed by New Mexico chief medical investigator found Hutchins' death to be an accident. I always think, by the way, I got to cut in here. The report, medical medical examiners, stuff like that. I don't, I don't think that they should be able to decide whether things are accidents or homicides or suicides. I feel like those people should say, this is how this guy died. This is how they died. This is, I'm, I have examined, examined this person medically and determined the cause of death. But as far as putting suicide or homicide or accident or whatever, I don't know. I don't, I've seen, a, I've watched a lot of Dateline and they, they cause a lot of problems You're like, out there. I've seen a death like this before. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is for sure a murder. Everyone paying attention, uh, watching live with us right now. Let me know what your thoughts on the matter. Tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, I got an agreed from Dan right there. So. All right. Review of available law enforcement reports showed no compelling demonstration that the firearm was intentionally loaded with the live ammunition on set. Based on all available information, including the absence of obvious intent to cause harm or death, the manner of death is best classified as an accident, the report said. So. Eh, you know, probably get a slap on the wrist. They say maximum sentence of 18 months in prison. My bet is 60 days house arrest. Yeah. But 18 ha- months for the other person, the armor, armor, I would say. And he doesn't have to worry about, you know, being a felon. He's not applying for any jobs. <laughs> Do you think they're going to release this movie? Or <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, they are they still shooting? They it? resume the filming of it. Yeah. They did. This is, it's got to be one of the more They're awkward They're still shooting sets. it? Yes. Okay. Still shooting. I got you, Dad. That was a good one. Just wanted to make sure. On to slightly <clears throat> bigger news. Actually, it might be good publicity to release the movie. Everybody's going to want to see it. That's true. So be like, oh, be very watched. This is a movie that someone died on. You know, like right then in this scene, that's where someone died. Mm-hmm. Did they get, okay, this, you know, I don't want to be grim here. It was the camera on the time that they did the actual shot. And will it make the cut? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Because that'll be the most realistic filmmaking. It will be. That we've seen in a long time. That, that has yet to be seen. I don't know what's going to happen. All right, the, uh, the U.S. debt clock. Why did I pull that up? Well, that's because we have once again hit our debt limit. Mm. Now, Charles, at your house, when your credit card runs up to the limit. What's, what's kind of your first react? What, what is the plan that you set in place to solve this problem? Oh, we just get a new credit card. 
another credit card to to start paying the payments on that one. No, no, well, just to increase the ceiling. Okay, just yeah. to have more. Well, you got to make the payments on the other stuff though, so you're gonna have to use that credit card to pay your other credit card payments. Part of it, yeah. Some of it. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna actually have a. Let's see the usdebtclock.org says 31 trillion 499 billion man that's a lot that's a lot a lot that's a lot of dollars yeah so that's what we uh that's what we got 31.4 ish trillion right now and we've hit our debt limit now charlie says here's what you're supposed to do when you hit your debt limit on a credit card and you got to keep you got to keep living the lifestyle that you're living in that moment. Yeah. In fact, can't let anybody know. In fact, you have plans to live an even better lifestyle next year. Mm -hmm. You want to go on more trip. You want to buy more stuff out there. That's right. And so you, you've just got to go get another card or you got to petition this company to increase the limit on this car. So you can just keep the gravy train ro rolling. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. That's right. Maybe not cut back on your lifestyle a little bit? No. Okay. I just want to make sure. No, I have to use the whole budget so that my budget next year as a household goes oh, up. Oh, yeah. 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 I, want to, I want to make sure I don't forget. We have absolutely got, if we're going to do anything with the budget, it absolutely has to be tied to GDP increases. Like, the budget cannot go up more than the GDP. It just can't. And At least have that in place? Just at least that. Yeah. I don't know what they'd do if our GDP went down a bit or something. That's not really uh, – we'll, we'll be in a lot worse situation at that time. America hit hit its debt limit, raising economic fears from the New York Times. The United States hit its debt limit on Thursday. That is today. I'm sure you guys are all going to remember where you were today when we hit this debt limit. Prompting the Treasury Department to begin using a series of accounting maneuvers to ensure the federal government can keep paying its bills. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the government would begin using extraordinary measures to prevent the nation from breaching its statutory debt limit and ask lawmakers to raise or suspend the cap, no cap, so that the government can continue meeting its financial obligations. The milestone of hitting the country's $31.4 trillion debt cap is the product of decades of tax cuts and increase government spending by both Republicans and Democrats. Probably more the latter than the former there. This is the most far-right extremist article I've ever seen from the New York Times. Yeah. Wow. They're saying that both parties share the blame? Mm hmm hmm. But it starts with tax cuts. That's one of the bigger problems. Newly empowered Republicans in the House have vowed that they will not raise the borrowing limit again unless President Joseph R. Biden agrees to steep cuts. Steep Cuts in federal spending. So was there a, I might be lost here. So mm. $31.4 was actually like a ceiling. Yes. That once they hit that, they, they can't go above that. They can't. We've done, yeah, we, this is a thing that we do. We get to the spot and basically at that point, the treasury, they can't issue new debt uh, past that point. And so they set this cap. I don't know how long the cap has been in place. Uh, I think. Back in the early 1900s, I believe we got this this cap uh, that they started putting in place to try and slow down our uh, our growth. And so once they hit that, the Treasury Department they can't issue new debt. And see what we have to do 
You know, you think about uh, selling government bonds, one way that we pay for the stuff that we do. They sell the bonds and they guarantee you an interest rate on the bonds. And in 10 years, we're going to pay you whatever you gave us, plus whatever the interest was that we promised you on this bond. And what happens is when we get to the end of that bond, well, it's not like the government has money to give you back. You know, they didn't actually take your money and they grew it by that percentage every year. And there's this nice, in fact, they grew it by more than that amount. And so there's this nice account sitting. So they can't pay you back. What they do is they issue a new bond to someone else to pay off whatever it is that they owe you on this current bond plus the interest. And the new bond that they issue also has interest on top of it at the same time. And they just have to keep doing that. Not a Ponzi. No, 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 it's not that. And it's not taking out new credit cards to pay off your old credit cards. Mm. That's uh, that's not what it is at all. Uh, let's see. That actually is what it is. It, it is. Yeah. Yes. I was for being those facetious. That are, I'm just, for mm-hmm. those that don't pick up on it, just making sure they know, it would be the same as you just, like I said in the beginning, just getting a new credit card and just running that up, plus trying to pay off the other one. With more interest on top of it. But and you then, put a gun to your neighbor's head and forced them to pay your credit card bill. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> part of, part yeah. of it. That's right. Mr. Biden has said he will not negotiate with terrorists. Sorry, uh, not negotiate conditions for a debt limit increase. Not going to negotiate. That's not even on the table. Mm. Arguing that lawmakers should lift the cap with no strings attached to cover spending that previous Congresses authorized. Yeah. That's a great incentive structure to lay out for people. You know, yeah. I, I I hope, oh, man, it would be really bad. As a libertarian, we're like, yeah, let it all burn down to the ground, man. It's going to be awesome. It, it really wouldn't. If they, no, if they default on the debt, um, it would be really bad. Now, what happened last time in 2011, our credit rating got downgraded. And I think the market dropped like 15% during the time that they were dealing with this debt ceiling thing, which is why I bought into SQQ a couple days ago because I was reading stuff about the, uh, uh, anyway, that's not financial advice, just saying. And so it wouldn't be good if they truly defaulted on the debt. But what is the incentive structure that we're laying out? They say, well, previous Congresses authorized this spending. Well, when they authorized the spending, they knew that we were going to hit a debt limit and they knew that well, you know what's going to happen. They're just going to increase the debt limit. So why would they ever stop authorizing way more spending than they're right. supposed to? And Joe Biden doesn't like caps. No, he's a no-cap yeah. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. In reality, both parties have approved policies that fueled the growth in government borrowing. Republicans repeatedly passed tax cuts when they controlled the White House over the last 20 years. Democrats have expanded spending programs that have often not been fully offset by tax increases. Now, if you read into what the New York Times is saying right there, the big problem is that we haven't taxed enough. Yeah. The, where Democrats went wrong was that they didn't raise taxes enough to pay for their spending programs. And where Republicans went wrong was that they cut taxes. And even when they do these spending bills and they're like, oh, we're going to offset it with these tax increases, it's the, and the analysis is always wrong. Yeah. First of all, the government's going to spend mm-hmm. way more than they say they will. And they're not going to receive enough tax revenue or they're not going to receive as close to amount of tax revenue that they're projecting. You know, so like, imagine if you did this in any other business, right? If I tell Nate, you know, Nate, we're, uh, we're projected to hit a hundred million dollars this year for good morning Liberty. Spend away. Yep. Whatever we need. 
you know? And then it turns out Nate spends about, you know, 200 million. Oh, that's we, too much. No, that's, that's what you would do. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, because, because next year we're projected 300 million. Mm, okay. So now you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's 400 million. I could spend two this year because we need to. And then we're still going to have a surplus of 200 and all, but none of that ever happens. They keep doing all these projections that one don't ever, they don't ever meet ever. They spend way more than they say they're going to. And then they don't bring in enough. They don't bring in as much as they say they're going to bring in. Like this, uh, a good example that they talk about in here is going to be that IRS funding, the 80 billion. Well, that's going to, they are going to rein in. 180 billion extra dollars over the next 10 years because of this 80 billion dollars in funding. So this 80 billion that they're going to spend on the IRS is actually going to create a disgusting profit for them of 100 billion dollars over 10 years according to the projections of what they're going to be able to do. Now what they're actually going to do concerns the email that we just received from our advertiser uh, that I hadn't told you about yet, Charlie. But they said that since they've paid us more than $600, it says it in the email. Since we've paid you more than $600, we need all of your tax information so we can uh, send you a whatever it is at the end of the year, mm. 1099 or whatever it is they have to send us. Yep. And those are the people that they're actually gearing up to go after. We never received that from them before. We've been with the same advertising agency for a while now. They didn't have our tax information this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. They haven't had it. But this year they say, we've paid you more than 600 bucks. We've got to get all your tax info so we can send this out. Sure and, do. And what happens if we don't file that form with the business taxes when we go out because we made over 600 bucks in advertising? Yeah. It's all she wrote. That's what they're doing. Okay. Uh, both parties. And by the way, yeah, the main thing is that Republicans did tax cuts and Democrats spent money without raising taxes enough. So this all has to do with not taking in enough money. It never has anything to do with maybe the government shouldn't be doing all this dumb stuff all the time. Yeah. We shouldn't be spending this much money. It's never that. Now, Republicans cut taxes, say the Trump tax cuts, 27 of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. They didn't reduce spending after that. It went up, actually. It, yeah. It Way up. Went up a bunch. There's kind of a pandemic thing going on after that. Um, but they didn't reduce spending. And one thing that would be good is if you're going to reduce taxes, you can reduce spending afterwards. The problem that we have is they reduce the taxes, could end up taking in less money. I don't know what the exact numbers are. Corporate tax income's actually gone up uh, since then. But maybe it's less than what was projected originally. I don't know. We got to look at the numbers again. Uh, they need to cut the spending with that instead of just borrowing all of it. But the problem is the spending. Like, if you can reduce your theft, that's a good thing. I would never argue that we keep stealing from people because we've already decided that we were going to spend the money that we plan on stealing from them. Let's we got to attack that problem later on. Let's yep. attack the theft to start off with. White House officials say it's inappropriate to attach any conditions to raising the limit. <laughs> any conditions whatsoever. They also say Republicans are not serious about reducing deficits, pointing to the new bill the new House took up this month. The legislation would cut new funding for the IRS to crack down on wealthy tax cheats, which the nonpartisan CBO estimated would generate $180 billion over 10 years. 
The bill to repeal that funding would add more than $100 billion in additional budget deficits. Now, I haven't... Is $180 billion about what we've sent Ukraine now? Uh, it's about... It's it's somewhere north of $100 billion. I don't know exactly what the number is or the stuff that we don't know about. It's going to end up being that much, if not more. I love the trickery they pulled right here. The CBO said that that the IRS would be able to bring in, they say generate, $180 billion over 10 years. Generate. That's a weird word for confiscate, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if those mean the same thing. It would generate for the thieves $180 billion over 10 years. Repealing this is going to add more than $100 billion in additional deficits over the next decade. Now, this is a new thing that they just did last year, and they're already saying that if we repeal this, then you're actually adding $100 billion to the deficit according to what our estimates are that we're going to reduce the deficit, and none of it's real. No. But none of it. I love how they do this. Quote from KJP, they're threatening to kill millions of jobs and 401k plans by trying to hold the debt limit hostage unless they can cut Social Security, cut Medicare, and cut Medicaid. She said, now what she means is, if we hit an economic catastrophe and the market crashes or it goes down 15%, well, the Republicans, you know how good Biden's done with their 401ks mm-hmm. since he got into to office. It's been pretty good. I mean, it's up like half a percent this year, you know? Yeah. It's so doing great. They are going to kill your 401ks and jobs. What's great is if they end up doing this, they'll be able to blame all of the economic problems that we're already heading towards before this debt ceiling problem that everyone in the stock market, all the financial analysts, everyone say that we're heading into this problem in the, you know, middle part of this year or sometime in the second quarter, they could end up being able to blame that on the Republicans, not increasing the debt ceiling. All because of the debt. It's this one single thing. It's the debt ceiling. It's the cap. It's the limit. (laughs) Damn. It's the Republicans that are holding us back from prosperity and growth. Joe Manchin. Not the spending, not any of that. That couldn't be it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about all of you, but I feel like I'm my best self when I'm doing things that I truly care about, like this show, day trading, spending time with my family. But when you're overwhelmed, it can be tough to find the motivation to spend time with loved ones or work on a project you need to get done. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel confident, empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I'm one of the many people that have benefited from therapy. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. The one thing they've got to do for both of those, they got to raise the age of eligibility on those things, like ASAP. Mm. Those were not intended to be uh, retirement plans that people live 25 years on. Right. They, they were not. They were intended for people who somehow lived this long miraculously. 66 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the oldest people in the world yeah. <laughs> will take care of them. Yeah. 
I brought in some uh, some charts and graphs in here. I with some of this explainer stuff on the debt ceiling. They're going to be moving some money around and not paying towards some government retirement programs for workers, post office workers, and all that. Who no doubt they'll make into massive victims during this time, even though it all says that they'll make the those investments whole after they raise the debt ceiling. It's just during that time, they're not going to be paying towards it. So uh, let's actually, we looked at the debt clock, which has probably gone up by, I don't know, like a billion bucks since we uh, started. Who knows? At least a hundred million, I bet. At the time I took this screenshot, we were at the 65 million mark on this thing. What's that right now? Oh, 210 million. Okay. This is expensive. What's this the time difference? Expensive. So since I took that, maybe, maybe an hour and a half. Jesus. Something like that. We look at our deficits per year. Uh, we got these, we got these COVID years in here that are a problem. Now, if you look at our actual trend, we're actually staying on trend without these couple outliers because of those massive COVID bills. Um, it, the trend is still up over time. And of course, Biden is out there acting like he's this fiscal responsible, fiscally responsible hawk. When all that happened was we don't have those massive COVID spending bills that happened. We had the $2.2 trillion CARES Act, and they had another little bill in there somewhere. They had the American Rescue Plan, which was uh, under by, they, and he wanted to do the Build Back Better thing. And the only reason we didn't spend that was because it didn't get voted for. It didn't, didn't have enough votes for it. Yeah, the Republicans killed it. And now he's acting like this is because of his fiscal responsibility. He was able to bring that down. That's, that's not the case. You look at what we're spending money on. I was just trying to get a handle on all this stuff earlier. Social Security, $1.2 trillion. Quite a bit right there. Uh, $1.6 trillion for the Department of Health and Human Services. That's a lot. Jesus. It's a lot of money. Uh, the National Defense, this is from 2022, $767 billion. Uh, that's up now. And that is one, that is a big place that we could cut if there's a Republican accidentally listening, thinking that this was a Republican show who is the first time listening today. The defense budget can absolutely go down because there is waste, just like every other government agency or department that there is out there. And we've given them no incentive to spend a reasonable amount of money on things. At all. People need, if you just give people unlimited amounts of money, the prices that they pay for everything will continue to go up. That's the way the market works. Mm -hmm. And that is what we have in the Department of Defense. And every time you mention that we need to cut it, you're like, oh, why do you hate the troops? It's not about the troops at all. And even the Republicans. It's, about the, it's really about the Department of Defense losing somewhere around $5 trillion now. <laughs> well, this next article you're about to do from Reason is going to talk about some of the recent things that they've lost. Look at that. Even $475 billion in interest mm. is where we're sitting now. And now the interest rates are going up. Whew. You know, that's a problem. Mm. The, uh, the Republicans right now, so far, aren't even considering this money that they're wanting to cut in this... Uh, in this little negotiation they want to do, none of it from defense. Can't even talk about that. That was one of the evils we got from uh, Obama, I believe, that that uh, sequestration, you know, where they decreased the amount that they were going to increase. That's why our Navy is crumbling, you know. They can barely even afford to get from point A to point mm -hmm. B right now. Their, their budgets are cut so much. 
or they're just another government department. All right, this is our debt trend uh, starting in 1922, and this is from fiscal year 2022, which ended, uh, by the way, in October of 2022, and already we're up to 31.4, but this is at 30.93. That's a big move up if you're looking at that graph. What goes up must come down. Maybe. I mean, it must. Like to the floor. <laughs> the um, And then this right here, this is, uh, I think, the last chart that I'll show you just for people watching the video. The blue shaded area is the amount of money the government takes in in theft. And then the red line, uh, that is our expenditures every year. And just there's a little two, three-year period of time right there during Clinton's tenure leading up to 2000. They were probably not spending much because they were like, well, we're gonna, all going to die in Y2K anyway. Yeah. So why even spend money on this stuff? Um, of course, everyone will say, well, that's because uh, Republicans were controlling Congress, whatever. Or Democrats will say, well, that's because Bill Clinton uh, fixed Reagan's bad economic policies or whatever. None of that matters. What matters is the period of time I'm looking at, oddly starting since 1973, what happened around that time? I don't remember what happened in 1973. That's the year, right? That's the year. There's just more red. There's just deficits every year, except for the accidental few years that we have. Mm -hmm. And then we had 9-11. We get into a bunch of wars and boom, a bunch more spending than the money that we're taking in. This red part up here, the spending, that's the part that's got to get fixed. And you know, you know, if you can imagine like, with your household, you know, you have like a rainy, my dad always called it a rainy day fund. You know? mm -hmm. Because you look at this, you're like, oh, well, we had COVID, we couldn't help it. But it's like, if your spending was less than what you take in, then you would have that surplus. Then you could all of a sudden attack COVID with, if you needed to spend that money for COVID, which I don't think we did, but mm. let's say you did, you know, let's say, let's say your family gets sick. You know, your family is sick. You got to spend some extra money. If you would have had, that stored, then it would have been, a, it wouldn't have been a problem. But now, now we're in an almost inevitable crash and I don't want to fear monger anything. I mean, you 1971, know, sorry. I knew I was getting the year wrong. And the notes here, you're like, what's going to happen? You know, I, nothing, nothing really. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be much. They'll probably somehow raise the debt ceiling. They'll raise it. Oh, yeah. They'll figure out a way. Gonna, they're going to raise it up. Yeah. No one wants this on, on them. The Republicans know that if, if, they, if we default, it's going to be real bad, mm. really bad, and it's all going to be blamed on them. And they'll all be the last Republicans to ever be elected again. Like, they'll, they'll declare, like, martial law, and they'll just outlaw Republicanism after that. Yeah. It'll be so bad. So they're not going to let it happen. But what can we cut? Well, I think defense is a really good place to start. I'm talking Department of Defense. So not, you hate the troops. Not the troops pay. No, you hate it. I get it. No. All right, this is from Reason. Auditors say the Pentagon cannot account for $220 billion worth of government-owned gear provided to military contractors, and the actual total is likely much higher. Now, remember Rumsfeld gave a speech <laughs> day before 9-11. They couldn't account for... Terrible timing. $2.3 trillion, somewhere around there. There was a report from auditors that we read on this show, like episode number 20, I think, way back in the day, a couple of years ago, 
where I think that total was up to like a little over $5 trillion. That it's a lot. Ju- yeah. Just an accounting error. Yeah. yeah. The, the DOD weird. here. So 220, you know, not that bad, but it's, it just, it just goes to show you that there's more, there's so much more nefarious activity going on that we could cut like an actual spending. Don't, like, let's not even touch Medicare or Medicaid. Like, let's get rid of the $1,500 coffee cups, you know, the yep. the things that are grossly negligible. They're, they're gross overspends. They're gross hiding. It's obvious that it's money laundering or whatever you want to call it, that they're just paying their buddies, that it's literally should be illegal. We could get rid of those things first, and we'd probably save, I don't know. Around a trillion dollars, I bet. The, we, we've seen this with with the Veterans Affairs. They spent, you know, a hundred million dollars on artwork. Um, we read an article, I want to say, like a year or two ago, where they proved that this group who oversaw some veterans' hospitals were literally stealing money, and they didn't lose well, we, their job. We talked about uh, some of the uh, the stuff in Afghanistan. You talk about those uh, their natural gas gas stations and some of the buildings that they built that never got used and some of the planes that they put, you know, all these planes that they waste all the money on. It's all over the place. All these parts. And all it really takes, what it really takes, it's not just going in and cutting. What we need are people who at least will entertain the idea of cutting the defense budget or freezing the defense budget for a long time. These people have no incentive to keep their costs down on anything because it is heresy to even talk about the defense budget as a Republican potentially needing to be cut or needing to be frozen because Mm -hmm. that means, hey, you might as well be setting the American flag on fire in a press conference if you talk about that kind of thing. And that's the problem. And that really starts with the people. The crazies out there that just love America so galdern much that they'll attach an American flag to the back of their shelf with lights on it, something like that, that would just say that you hate the troops, you don't support the troops, and, you you know, whatever it is, any time that you talk about cutting these budgets, and then the politicians, they pay attention to that kind of, they just give in to incentives that their voters give them, you know? And so it really is on on the people. And I'm not even saying you got to cut of the bunch. You got to at least talk about it. Yeah. And make they need a threat of cutting budgets or freezing budgets. Then they don't have that. You need someone like Elon Musk who asks the question like how much money could we save if we fly rockets back to a, a landing pad and yeah. then we reuse them. But instead, NASA's incentive is to spend all the money they can and then some so they can ask for more. Because they think that they have this never-ending money tree. They're just going to keep siphoning. You look at the billions on that monstrosity they, they're sending up there, talking about taking it up to the moon and everything. This god-awful-looking rocket up there. How many, uh, the cost overruns, the amount of time, extra time that it's taken, the amount of times they tried to launch it. You think stuff's really different in the Department of Defense? Or you think any the military for that matter? Any department? It's all the same stuff. Mm. We just see these rockets. We watch them go up for fun. Yep. What about all the other ones? It's a mess. Get your brains. In a report released Tuesday, the Government Accountability Office, 
Those guys are good people. <laughs> Slammed the Pentagon's handling of so-called government-furnished property that has been passed off to contractors with little oversight. The GAO notes that auditors have asked for decades that the Pentagon develop a plan to account for that gear and equipment. And what has happened? Who, who's answering for this? No one. No one. That's the problem. It's no an, one. It's an office that lays out their suggestions, their oversight on what should be done. But the problem is no one cares. They slammed them. You can't talk about reducing their budgets or that they ever waste money or you hate America. So, yeah, they've been talking for decades about this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You can't talk about it. In 2001, the Pentagon said it would address the issues by 2005. In 2020, it said the process would be complete by 2026. <laughs> 21 years after they said it would be done. The Pentagon failed a fifth consecutive audit in November. Fifth! Fifth consecutive! When it could only account for 39% of its $3.5 trillion in assets. Nevertheless, the military received $858 billion, a 10% budget increase, in the omnibus bill passed late last year. So they could only account for $1.4 trillion of their $3.5 trillion in assets? This is so gross. This is like, this should make you want to throw up. The $2.1 trillion in their most recent audit that they failed, $2.1 trillion, eh. We don't know. We don't know. But here we are talking about the debt limit, how the entire economy is going to crash, and the Pentagon can't account for $2.1 bucks worth of assets. The new Republican majority of the House of Representatives has vowed to roll back discretionary spending at to 2022 levels, effectively undoing the omnibus bill passed in December. But some are already indicating that they would like to exempt the Pentagon from that belt tightening. Quote, during negotiation, cuts to defense were never discussed, said Chip Roy. Spending cuts should focus on non-defense discretionary spending. If the Department of Education could account, couldn't account for more than 39% of its assets, conservatives would rightly be outraged about the rampant waste. If the Department of Transportation had misplaced more than $220 billion of equipment, they would likely haul Secretary Pete Buttigieg before a committee to answer for the mess. The Pentagon should be treated no differently. That's right. And not only that, people should go to jail. Should oh, there's, there's, there's stuff going on. You know there is. That's oh. from Eric Bowen, by the way, over at Reason. Great stuff. We'll put a link in the show notes. We appreciate the content. Yeah. Here we are yet again, by the way, with nine minutes left, and we didn't get to the reparations thing. You didn't want to talk about it. We're so racist, we won't even talk about reparations. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We just can't do it. And here we're getting up on tomorrow being a dumb bleep episode. It looks uh, like it's going to make the dumb bleep now. You would save it for dumb bleep instead of giving it real time on the program. <laughs> Charlie, I mean, what would you, what's the solution to this? Let me just tell you, let me just tell you this real quick. We're still suffering from a major problem, which is that we think that we can just continue to get something from nothing and that we deserve more than what we've earned. That's really what it, we've been talking about that since our pre-show. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Only big fans out there. Just kidding. But we, everyone, we all think that somehow we're going to get more than what we put in. Everyone does. And so we just keep borrowing it. And it's the same way that people live off their credit cards and stuff. The same mentality is trickled up 
credit card mentality all the way up to the government. And we all think that we're still going to get the stuff that we care about from the federal budget. It's the other people that need to cut what they do, or we're just going to tax it and we don't need to cut anything. That's the main problem. We didn't tax it, even though the money out there doesn't exist. They're still talking about the wealth tax. And we just had a year where Elon Musk's wealth went down by $200 billion. And they're still talking about how we're going to have a wealth tax and it's going to solve everything. Dude lost like 60% of his wealth. They're, and it's all because... He didn't, he didn't lose anything. <clears throat> just... Yeah. He didn't make anything on the way up. He didn't lose anything on the it's way down. unrealized. It's unrealized still. But you don't see these same articles coming out. You know, there's been some, but they're making fun of him for losing so much money over right. that time about how terrible of a job he's done with Tesla and buying Twitter and all that and how bad of a business person he is. Yeah. That's why I've seen some articles about it. That's what it's all about. And he's getting sued right there in court over his whole, I'm going to take Tesla public at 420 from private, private. He's still in court from years that? ago. They just actually got to court over this. Now imagine there are people suing him because of the financial damages that were done by him saying he was going to take Tesla private at 420. And they've done splits since then. The stock itself is still up like 400% over the price that he said they were going to take it private at. I don't know the exact number. And he's just now, because of the legal system, making it into the court case where people are suing him for financial damages of that tweet when the stock itself is insanely more valuable than the amount that he said he was going to take it private at. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's just kind of funny. Probably because it did initiate some selling and then people sold. Yeah. yeah. And so they didn't hold on. Well, they should have had diamond hands, man. That's the <laughs> exactly. problem. Exactly. Got to hodl sometimes. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, and if you can account for any of this money, then please send your senators and representatives a letter. Being like, I know where some of this is. You, know, you guys want to find it. You should do that. That's how you can do your part. I don't know what the answer is here because people are too used. They're too used. Used. They're used. People yeah. are used. <laughs> That's what's happening. No, they're used to all it's of this. better if you say it quickly together like yeah, that. used to. It, they're just all of this spending that they just can't get enough. And if you try to do anything that eventually, I mean, Eventually, we're going to hit that breaking point. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when it's going to be. Our, our heroin addiction is getting mixed with fentanyl right now. Eventually, it's going to turn bad. And it feels good <laughs> at first. But we're going to OD at some point. And, and what do you do? I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. And again, I don't really like the fear margarine and things like that. But what I say is, what I always say is, like, just pay attention and, you know, have... Some sort of plan. Have a backup plan. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to go prep and all this. And if you do, that's great. You know, um, I just think you should know. I think you should at least have a plan on how you, how you think you're going to get food and those types of things. Because America is not. Immune. America is not immune and it's similar to the Titanic. It's not too big to fail. Mm. America can fail just like any other country has before. And so they all thought that they wouldn't fail. And we thought, you know, we thought things were going to, you know, crash and burn when we got to 20 trillion in debt and then 25. And now here we are at 30. It could go up to 100 trillion. Who knows? Who knows? But if we continue on this path, that there's a definite end to it. And it's not going to be good. It will eventually. You're talking, you're talking millions of people losing jobs, 
store shelves being empty. Like you're talking like 2020 kind of stuff. 2020 multiplied, you know, tenfold. It's not going to be good at all. So you do, I, I do think I'm not trying to, again, not trying to fear monger, but I do think you should have some sort of plan to be like, huh, I wonder if all of this went away, what would we do? But what is important is um, we can, we do not know how long they can kick the can down the road and they can keep kicking it for a while. We don't know what that number is going to be because really what matters is what all the other countries are doing and how much they're destroying their, you know, with our currency and we've lost 97% of the value of the dollar, you know, since, uh, since the federal reserve was created, whatever the number is, it's really all what's important is how it is relative to all the other currencies in the world. And, uh, it's been holding up because a lot of people have done a lot worse than we have. And uh, that's why it gets concerning when you see stuff like Russia buying up all the gold and they're working with China and all that. Like that gets a little bit more concerning when you see stories uh, about that. We're not saying everything's going to crash in June this year and that, we're, that half the people are going to die. They could keep kicking it. But sometime it will happen. It's either going to happen to you or it's going to happen your, to your kids. <laughs> so, or your kids' kids. Yeah, you decide. All right, like I said, if you enjoyed today's episode, share the show with a friend, a family member, or a foe. Uh, share it with the Department of Defense. You know, they need to hear it. Share it with um, your military people. Let them know that we love them mm. and that this isn't a knock on them. In fact, I think their pay should go up, which there's plenty of room. There's plenty of money to do that. You know, there's plenty of money to raise the pay of the troops and cut spending still in the Department of Defense, by the way. So uh, that's what I actually advocate for. And, uh, then also go to joingml.com, sign up to be part of the live show. We have a lot of fun, especially pre-show, uh, with every single one of our live members. It's only 6 bucks a month. Or like Nate said, be a real libertarian if you want to. Go to godhatesfeds.com for your merch and Nate's crash course for the market. If you do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep. Until then, I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. <laughs>